beautiful souls. I hope you guys are doing so well today. Welcome or welcome back to the Shamama Way podcast. I am your host, Colleen, aka Shamama Colleen, for those who don't know me. I am recording the share in nature today, so all the birds are singing and it just sounds so beautiful right now and I just feel so at peace and everything is so serene. So I just want to take this time to say thank you for sharing your energy with me. Thank you for loving me energetically, you know, um, being here, sharing your time. Time is a true currency and I truly value guys um, listening and spending that time to listen to my shares. Thank you for also being aware and present with the shares and allowing me to share forth my stories, my journey, my guidance and just um just be vulnerable with you guys so thank you thank you thank you guys i love you guys immensely and if nobody has told you today that they love you and that you're special then let me be the first you are so special you are amazing you're an important piece to this beautiful earth plane called earth in the matrix you matter and i'm so glad the word the world gets to experience you and with that being said I'm going to return that favor right back to myself so Colleen I love you I love how intuitive you are I love how special you are and I love how the world gets to experience you and I love how important um, you are to this beautiful called earth and I love how you strive every day to be the best version of yourself for those who are new, that's a little thing that I started doing. So um, on my quest to implementing more self-love into my being, every time I give a compliment to others, I'm going to say that out loud to myself or in my head, right? So <laughs> you guys will hear that. Um, I feel like it might be a thing for the beginning of my podcast. So I love that because I feel like that's something um, you guys are also going to pick up on. So I love that for you guys as well. Before we get into the share, if you're new here, these podcast shares are almost like an extended um, guidance share. Okay, so with that being said, as you're listening to this podcast, allow your body, allow yourself, your intuition to fully be aware and present with the shares and pick up on any subtle nuances, whether I'm talking about myself, whether you hear certain angel numbers that I might speak out, you know, certain examples, even the birds tripping right now, you know, anything that you hear, any interruptions, anything that's coming up in your head, that as you're listening to these shares, take those as confirmation signs or omens, right? Because these shares are not just me talking, I'm also channeling partly through them. So also as going through them, because I am channeling, there might be like certain parts where I'm like, uh, 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 where I'm just trying to like figure out that, like the, the energy or the right word to say. So just bear with me. Okay. And with that being said, let's get into the share. So today's episode is, I want to talk about grief. It's going to be a little heavier, but it's not heavier in like a bad sense. It's, it's, it's something that I truly want to speak on and honestly I might get emotional talking about this which is great because it's taken me a long time to get to a place where I can talk about it get emotional and just allow myself to be present with my emotions and whatever is coming up right and just allow them to pass through without any judgment and I truly 
feel like this is something that needs to be spoken on and this is something that's not spoken on enough and this is something that I wish I would have heard I would have heard or like listened to or yeah and I would I, I wish someone would have said that to me or come across this information while going through what I was going through okay so this share is going to be technically about me losing my birth mom me losing a parent and as I am talking right now I'm in a beautiful meditative state but I can already feel um the emotions coming up and it is a subject that it's always going to be tender and it's not it's not tender in the in the sense that it's like sad it's tender in the sense that like like your heart like grief affects your heart and I feel like that, that that's not talked about enough and especially losing a parent let alone a mom um whether you knew them or not like that actually like affects and takes a toll on your being and on part of like your stored trauma because if you think about it losing a parent losing a mother figure it doesn't matter losing someone close to you someone that has been part of your life as energetic beings and quantum beings we are constantly in an energetic agreement with people recording with people that means like our energy is mendling with um, people that are around us right so when someone passes away it's almost that that cord whether you want to or not is cut and it's you for the most part it's usually out of your control so it's almost like you have to get through the fact that that cord has been forced forcibly cut and not only that but you have to allow yourself to move through like all the grief all the pain all the trauma that's coming through and for some not everybody comes back from that kind of pain let like and i and i'm speaking this from experience and i don't even know how i actually i do because <laughs> i have beautiful people around me and I am destined for so many greater things and I'm just so supported in general that I'm even shook that I um, got through what I got through because losing a parent, and I'm saying losing a parent because that's what aligns with me, but take that how it aligns with you. It could be someone close, right? Again, allowing your intuition to guide you, but losing a parent is like, it's it's something that's truly unexplainable and i literally say this all the time and i say it's like it is something i would never wish on anybody and everybody everybody experiences grief right and everybody has to lose their parent at some point in time but i feel like for the most part even though that's like inevitable i feel like it's something that um it's harder to deal with when you are young and when you're just figuring out life, right? So it's easier to deal with when your parents have lived a long, healthy life and you're just like, it's like you can be sad, but it's like you're reminiscing at, at all the great things and all the amazing things they have done, right? So with that being said, when you can't even reminisce about 
apparent because there's been a lot of like trauma going there um so much so that you can't even remember certain memories it's it, it almost makes it harder um to grieve because it makes it as if you shouldn't grieve and i'm basically going to before i get into like the guidance portion of this share because these shares are always followed by you know examples or stories and then it like in comes the guidance right or the healing um i'm just going to speak from a place that um is not even of hurt from a place that is of channeled and from a channeled place and from a place that I wish someone would have spoken to me when I was going through what I was going through um, in order to allow me to basically tell myself that whatever I'm feeling is okay. Okay, so this is what I wished um, someone would have told me when I lost my mom. And there might be certain pauses here, just bear with me because it is it is an emotional topic and it, and it always will be and I'm okay with that okay so I wish somebody would have told me that grief isn't easy I wish somebody would have told me that it, it's going to feel like it's it, like it's never especially the way that it happened i'm i wish someone would have told me that it's okay to cry days and days and days and days and just being your emotions obviously in a balanced way i wish someone would have told me that as simple as what i'm feeling is a hundred percent valid i wish someone would have told me to just be in my emotions I wish someone would have told me that even though when I moved here and lost contact with my birth with my birth mom for almost a decade so like 11 12 years I wish someone would have told me that even though I did not have any communication with her it was okay to still grieve because at the end of the day, she's still my mother. I wish someone would have told me that I don't have to feel bad about grieving. I wish someone would have told me that me loving her doesn't mean that I love my dad or my bonus mom, so my stepmom, um, any less. Me grieving for her doesn't mean that I love I don't love the parents that are still here any less. Me grieving for her and you grieving for someone that has passed is allowed and to not rush it because that was the biggest thing. I wish someone would have told me to not rush or try to rush my grieving process. I wish someone would have told me that it was okay to feel mad that and upset that now all my questions are not going to get answered that now um even though i am feeling 
really upset, it is okay to mourn someone that wasn't in your life for 12 years because at the end of the day, A, they're still your mother and B, they're a part of you. They gave you birth. So I feel like that connection never dies. And I feel like I wish someone would have told me that the connection between my mother and me was never going to die. And her dying doesn't mean that all of a sudden, you know, like the connection is dead. Um, I wish someone would have told me that to not feel guilty about crying, to not feel guilty about being depressed, to not feel guilty about grieving, even though I still have parents that love me now, right? I wish someone would have told me that It's okay to be upset that they were taking from you without your control. I wish someone would have told me that it is okay to be still mad <laughs> at all the trauma that happened leading up to that. Because it's one thing for that to happen, but it's one thing, it's another thing for that to happen with unresolved feelings. And basically without closing the chapter. I wish someone would have told me that my mother was a part of me. And just because she is a part of me, it doesn't mean that, again, that I can't love the people around me the way that I do. I wish someone would have told me that it is okay to um, talk to her every day and express my feelings as if she was here without feeling guilty about it. I wish someone would have told me it was okay to express my emotions and how I felt about the situation without feeling guilty about it, without um, not wanting to hurt the people around me. I wish someone would have told me that there's going to be really bad days, really, really, really bad days, but also really good days. I wish someone would have told me that even the really bad days doesn't mean that your life is over because at one point I really thought it was. I wish someone would have told me that. It doesn't even matter, even if the smallest things trigger me or even if I'm sitting there and I'm just crying or feeling emotional about my mom or, you know, Mother's Day come, her death anniversary comes, her birthday comes. It doesn't matter what the case may be. I wish someone would have told me that no matter where I'm feeling, it's not only okay to cry, but it's okay to not feel bad about crying. I wish someone would have told me that um, when, when, when you're crying about someone that's passed, to not rush the process. I wish someone would have told me to just sit with my, sit with me crying and allow myself to cry and told myself that 
I am allowed to cry and I am allowed to feel what I'm feeling. Okay. And I wish someone would have told me that even if me speaking about my mom would have hurt, you know, the people around me, I wish someone would have told me that it is still okay to speak about her and about my hurt and about my grief and about my depression because it's one thing to be grieving and be depressed about something that has happened but it's another thing to like carrying carry on other people's hurt and feel as if you can't even express the deepest the deepest parts of yourself with the people around you right so with that being said Grief is not easy. Okay, so when I found out that my mom died, um, like I mentioned before, I didn't speak to my mom. So we moved here to Canada when I was about 10 and 11. And so 10 and then two weeks later turned 11. So like 10 and three quarters. And we moved here. And from 10 and from 11 on every year on my birthday now nobody knows this except for literally like two people but not even my not even my dad not even you know my bonus mom my siblings nobody knows this but every year for my birthday all I've ever wanted was a message from her was a text from her or just something to say that I'm good I'm thinking about you. And every year that passed and that didn't happen, I lost hope. And it kept losing hope, but I kept, there was this part of me that is like, no, it could happen, it could happen, it could happen. Fast forward (laughs) um, to 2018. It was about three months before she passed. So it was around fall time that I found out that I had two older brothers on her side from her first marriage and they ended up finding me on Instagram, right? I'm not going to get into all of that. That's a whole other thing. But they found me on Instagram. They're like, hey, you know, your mom's been looking for you. Here's her number, blah, blah, blah. When I was talking to her on the phone, I couldn't even believe it. And even my friends at the time, I called them. I was like, I am literally speaking to my mother like I and I was just so shook and part of it felt surreal right and part of it felt like Loki was too good to be true there was this voice in my head that's like "Mm, it's too good to be true and I feel like that maybe that was part of my intuition or it was either like in disbelief because it's like oh well the little girl inside of me was so used to disappointment so I'm like "Mm, this feels like there's there's a catch type thing right so I still talk to her and I talk to her and I listen to her but I was at the point um in my life where it's almost like even when I talk to her I was so detached that I couldn't even allow myself to be present with talking to her to the point where like 
There was days where she even called me and I ignore the phone call. And in my head, I'm like, she's calling you. Why are you ignoring the phone call? Like literally you have been wanting this for so long, but it's almost like I didn't want to because all, all these thoughts came racing in my head. First it was, oh my God, she's going to be able to like walk down the aisle with me. She's going to be there when my kids are born. She's going to be there when um, I'm going through huge major life decisions. I'm going to go see her on like her birthday. I'm going to go see her on like certain holidays and even, even Mother's Day and all these things, right? So, and then all those thoughts were followed by, oh my God, now I'm going to have to ask her why she left, why she never contacted her. And why she never contacted me? Like, what happened? What was going on? Like, why she could literally, like, abandon her kids? Um, And then another thing that came in my head was, oh, well, when I was, when I started talking to her, I started getting heavily into spirituality. And one of the thoughts that came in my head was, sorry. So... I f- before I continue, I feel the need to share this. When you are telling a story, when you're yawning, someone's telling you something, when you're talking to yourself, it doesn't matter what you're doing. When you're yawning and you're burping and you're in conversation, that's your body releasing energy and releasing any stagnant thing, right? So just allow yourself to just move through that, okay? Because there's been a lot of burps <laughs> um, since I started this episode and I love that for me. Okay, so... Because I was heavily starting on my spiritual journey, that was one of the things I was worried about talking to her because my mom at the time was super religious. She was really, really, really religious. I mean, like my dad said when we were freaking five, she used to get us up at like 3 a.m. to pray type thing, right? She was extremely religious to the point like where 100%, like if I would have told her I was into spirituality she a hundred percent would have thought I was a devil like a hundred and ten percent right so that was another thing that was in the back of my head and I even remember one of the talks we had was I was out on a Sunday and I think I went bowling and she called and I just talked to her and I was just like yeah you know it's it's nice I just got home she's like oh it's late blah, blah 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 and then she mentioned something about church and God and I just like my heart just sunk and I'm like I can't even begin to like start the conversation of It's not that I don't believe in God, but I'm spiritual and I believe that we are the higher power. I believe that we are God, right? Like we are made in the image of God. It doesn't mean that we're copycats or like lookalikes. We are literally gods. (laughs) Like so, and that means that that is literally why we create a reality. So that's one of the things that was in my head. So with all of that racing through my head, I just, I just, it was just easier to ignore. And part of me was like, well, she's here. And I waited for like 10, 11 years for, for her to like contact me so she can wake up, she can wait a few more months. And me saying that out loud, that's actually the first time I've said it out loud. You know, when you have like deep thoughts in your mind, but like as you're talking, they just come out and you, you're like, holy crap. Wow. Yeah. That's actually how I felt. Yeah. So like when I, it's not, it wasn't even me being petty. It's almost like she can wait until I process my emotions until I process what's going on here because I waited that long for her. So like the least she can do is literally wait that much, like just a few more months for me until I figure out where our relationship is going to go because I thought I had that time. And that's the biggest thing here. I thought I had that time. One of the things that came up when I was on the phone with her, 
intuition so strong holy Whew. I was on the phone with her and call it psychic call it human call it observant awareness it doesn't matter but maybe it is my psychic nature I was on the phone with her and just people kept coming in and out and asking certain questions to the point where it sounded like doctors and nurses you know like when you're in the hospital and like you see nurses coming in and checking on you and all these things right that is literally the vision that I got and mind you I haven't talked to her in god knows how long so there's no way I would fucking know what the heck is going on but when I was talking to her and a lady kept talking to her I got this vision of this nurse coming in the hospital and it was weird because following that the next day my older brother from my mom's side I asked him I said in French I said est-ce que maman se passe bien I said that I, I'm like is she good like literally is she good like is there something wrong with her like is she sick and then he said no she's good and I said okay well maybe I'm just tripping sure enough <laughs> a few days later I uh, I don't even actually know I remember where I was I was at Concordia and I got the call and my brother my brother from my mom's side was like yeah um mom is not doing good she's passing away she literally only has a few hours and when i heard that i would like to say my heart sunk but it's almost it was like a ha huh, that was the catch type thing and um I remember I was at the computer. I was trying to figure out my classes and my courses and all these things and I was like, "Okay." I I literally just said, "Okay, well, um I'm going to try and see if I can come." She was in London, right? And my one brother is in Paris, my other is like back home in Cote d'Ivoire, every coast. So it was like, "I'll just try and see if I can go to the funeral." So it's like I wasn't even able to process it, but then when I hung up the phone, I was like, my intuition was right literally what i sensed and what i asked was right that was literally like a for- like a foreshadowing like that was a vision type thing right and sure enough yeah when i was at school they called and they're like yeah she passed so can you come i didn't end up going to the funeral it was a whole other thing and till this day i still want to it's going to happen it's not even going to happen it has happened on, on another timeline it's just a matter of me matching that timeline but i will go um to visit wherever she's buried and i just feel like i deserve to have my own memorial for my mother because i didn't and that's another thing i wish someone would have told me that i deserve to have a memorial for my mother because she's my mother and yeah I deserve to fly there and like I deserve to do whatever it takes to be there because that is my mother, right? Like I wish someone would have told me that. And that's that's one thing that's on the bucket list. Um but yeah, so when she passed, I was just like interesting. And then again all these thoughts came in my head. It's like, wow. I haven't spoken to her in God knows how long. Now she's dead. And I can't even ask her all the questions that I wanted to ask her. 
now she's really never going to be at my wedding she's not going to meet her grandkids she's not going to be there through all these like major events she doesn't even know who I am um, she doesn't know the person I've become and she does now from the other side she's watching she's been she ha- she is one of my guides and I can tell you this now I'll get into that later on in the podcast but I can tell you this now that I have had a closer relationships a closer relationship with my my mom dying than I did with her being alive and that's one of the things I learned to be grateful for so we'll get into that in a sec but anyways one of the things that came up and I'm sharing this and not um hey yes I want to be vulnerable candid you know I I, I, I feel like people need to be more true about what's going on, more true about real life stuff, right? But I'm also sharing this because every share, I set the intention, no matter who listens to it, at least one person is going to align with it. That means at least one person will literally be all ears and resonate with what's being said. So <laughs> one of the things that came up when before I I was in contact with her was it would just be like this thought came in my head it would just be easier for me to find out that she was dead so I wouldn't have to spend every birthday every year grieving every moment that I'm sad grieving that my mom isn't here that I'm not um that I don't matter to her it would just it would just be easier for my soul to just truly find out that she was dead so that I can grieve and move on And when that happens, when that happened, the victim part of myself immediately blamed myself. I blamed myself for my mother's death. I truly believed within my thoughts that I killed her. And I feel like that was one of the hardest things. And this is why I said it. I wish someone would have told me that it was, or even even just therapy, because my parents, um, they don't believe in therapy and depression and mental illness and stuff. So like going through these things alone, it's it's hard. And it's like, it's it's not something that you can just talk about because it's like, where can you begin to even say, I think I killed my mother, but like, even hearing people say, no, you didn't, but it's like not even like allowing um, my, like me to like speak from like where that's coming from and try to figure out where that's coming from instead of like dismissing it, right? So yeah, in that moment, I truly thought I did. And that was one of the things that I had to release, first things I had to release in order to start my grieving process. And that took about two and a half years until she passed for me to be able to do that. Another thing, before I get into that, another thing I wish someone would have told me, grief, grief is a long process and it's okay for it to be lengthy and long because it's something that you can't rush. You cannot rush grief. You can't rush grief. So, yeah, I truly thought within my thoughts I killed her and I thought that me thinking all these things and 
me, you know, and then I was like, oh my God, you should have picked up the phone when she called. You thought you had all this time and then you didn't. And then now she's dead. And then you wish that she was dead so that you could literally move on. And now she's dead. And that's not what you want. All of these thoughts just came racing and racing and racing and racing. And I wish someone would have just literally allowed me to say that and just be like, what you're feeling is valid. <laughs> what you're feeling is valid. And it doesn't have to be true but it's valid, right? Because trauma is stored for a reason. It doesn't mean that the feelings are not valid. It doesn't mean that the feelings need to be dismissed or repressed. It means that they're valid. That means there's a part of my being, there's a part of your being that believes this story. And there's no way that they can be dismissed until you figure out where the story is coming from. Because there's a part of my being that truly believes that that's true. So dismissing it is not going to make it untrue because it is a stored trauma, right? Anyway, so um, yeah, two and a half years later, released the thing. And honestly, it's been something that there's, like I said, there's good days, there's bad days. Um, let me tell you, her death anniversary, January 19th. It's, uh, it was hard to begin with, but now I feel like she truly comes on, um, her death anniversary. And this year has actually been the year that has been much lighter for her passing. Her birthday is much lighter. The thing that really hit me this year was Mother's Day. <laughs> that really hit me this year. And I feel like it really hit me because... It was the year that it was like this year has been the, the actual year. And it's like going into f like fourth year of her being like gone. Right. So this Mother's Day has been the year that I truly was like accepting of my mom passing. So it's like I did what I wanted to do with her, but by myself. So I made a ritual and I wrote her a card and I thanked her for everything and and all and I released it into the water and I wouldn't have been able to do that before because <laughs> again I was stuck in oh my god now I'm never going to be able to do this type of thing right so now I met this beautiful friend um Mercedes she's a medium and we actually connected through my mother and my mom came through to her and she was able to tell me all these things. And I feel like partly that's kind of what helped me move through um, accepting her passing was to not even hear that she was not there, but it was to hear that it was to hear what she wanted to say because and truly, truly hear what she wanted to say, because I went so long without her um hearing what I wanted to say and I went so long without not sharing what I wanted to say and I went so long without even hearing her speak and her thoughts and what's going on through her head because for the first 10 years of my life like yes my parents were working all the time but I was home like I was heavily in my mom's life so it's like half of that time of me being back home before moving here I was with my mom, right? 
until until shortly before we moved here then I was with my dad and then the rest of my life is being spent with my dad's but like half of my year and half of myself was spent with my mother right so um yeah to just even hear what was going on through her head I just I just feel like it allowed me to be like and to just have her you know spirit can hear your thoughts and that's something that she she said (laughs) that's something that she came through and said she said "I, I hear all your thoughts you need to let them go and that's literally one of the things that I released was the fact that I killed her and one of the things was the fact that I was still mad about the fact that she left and honestly that's also okay that is also okay to be upset that you were robbed of a relationship with a per- like with a person that was close to you let alone a parent right that's also okay um so yeah so just being able to like hear that and like learning how to like build a relationship with her has been huge for my journey has been huge for my grieving process and just even having her picture in my room and creating a little altar that's something I would have never done before before spirituality but and I know it's like (laughs) even now I'm like literally talking about it I just know that um before me having a whole altar and praying like honestly just the small things that I did like my mom was very religious and I'm just sitting here like even the things that I do now, I'm like, mm, I am my mother's daughter. <laughs> like, type thing, you know what I mean? Because, like, even her heavily praying, that's basically what I'm doing with spirituality. The altar and all these things, like, you know, the cross and all these things, right? Um, I have her, I have, I, I have her picture and up with her little altar set up. And that's something that she would have done. So it's almost like learning that even though she's physically gone, like a part of her will always stay with me and she's always watching over me. And that's truly, truly what I learned. And like I said, I built um, a stronger relationship with my mom now that she's been gone more than I did when she was here. And I'm truly grateful for her passing. Does it hurt? Yes. Is it going to suck on my wedding day when she's not there? Yes. Is it going to suck when I'm giving birth and she's not physically there? Yes. <laughs> Every Mother's Day, am I going to think about her? Am I going to write her a letter, do a little ritual? Yes. On her death anniversary? Yes. On her freaking birthday? Yes. Like all these things. Yes, 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 yes. But um, she's there in spirit. And I have truly learned to appreciate that because whoo, the spiritual stuff I've been going through. I don't know it truly I don't know if I would have been able to handle what I've been going through spiritually if my mom did not and that's another thing I learned she sacrificed herself um, in order to protect me unfortunately her death um, happened but that's one thing I learned she sacrificed herself to protect me so like I'm truly grateful for that because the stuff that I've been going through, it just helps knowing that someone but beyond the grave is watching over you and heavily (laughs) watching over you. There's just even small things that like came up when she was speaking. She says, she said, you know, all those small little mishaps um, that when you were like driving and then you were literally like just not focused on the road and you like you almost hit something and then you like like you like it's almost like your car like jerked out of the way it's like as if like an angel was like with you she's like yeah that was me type thing right so it's like just just stuff like that it's like I'm just noticing how much more present she is in my life 
And just because I had a relationship, I just because I didn't have a relationship with her in the physical does not mean I can't have a relationship with her in the spiritual. And I'm so glad that I'm able to benefit from that. And I'm so glad that my beliefs allow my field and my brain to be so quantum and so expansive to the point that I can literally know that death is not the end. So with that being said, if you are going through a grieving process, if you are you know, going through certain things and you can't speak about it, um, let this share help you. <laughs> And let this share also tell you that you're going to get through it. No matter how long it takes, allow yourself to be in it. And just know that death is not the end. It's truly not. When Henry's coach passed away, it was around the time where I still didn't understand death, like truly. And then shortly after that, I understood that it's just a part of life's cycle and with spirituality we truly choose every major event in our life that means on some level all possible timelines are possible right so that means even if like one person yes they were supposed to live a long life but there is a timeline where they don't and if that timeline comes into effect quicker than it does it still was God's plan. And because it is God's plan, it's also in God's plan to reunite us with our family and our loved ones once it's time. We are here on a mission. Earth is a school. That's one of the things she reminds me every day. Earth is a school. Earth is the biggest school and most people don't even know that Earth is a school. We are here, all the people that have sacrificed themselves and all the people that are just even passing, you know, even if you don't even think that that affects you, it does in some way because them passing could be them sacrificing themselves to either open a road for you or to watch over you or to, to, to mend something within your, it doesn't even matter how energetically it aligns, things always happen for the greater good and we are blessed enough to be alive we are blessed enough to carry through what our ancestors couldn't we are blessed enough to break generational curses I am blessed enough to be sitting here and say that literally when I did my healing sessions and all these things I am the first person in my family from my lineage to break through the generational curses. This is why all the things I've gone through has been so fucking heavy. But I am so fucking proud of myself for pushing through it. We're going to get through depression and another thing. But there was one point where I literally almost took my life. Because depression almost killed me. And not just depression, heartache grieving my mother almost killed me right being in victim mentality almost killed me but the fact that I persevered through and pushed through and I'm literally sitting here every day you know even and I'm at the point where it's like even when I have bad days oh my god they don't last they don't last as much as they did and I'm just sitting here 90 
to 95% of the time every day I wake up, I'm like, my life is fucking amazing. And if you would have asked me three years ago, if I would have been in that spot, I would have told you the fuck not. <laughs> I would have told you there's no way. There's no way. But the universe, God, Allah, Buddha, Krishna, whoever you believe in, God always has a plan. You just have to take it one day at a time. And you know, that's one of the things I'm going to get into my depression podcast um, when I talk about that and all these things. But one of the things that got me through that is that little voice in my head. And it was probably my mom. Just push one more day. Just push one more day. Just push one more day. And that one more day turned into this, into this, into me living the most abundant life yet. And there's still more to come and I can't even fathom it. So there is truly light at the end of the tunnel. Grief, grief is not the end is what I'm hearing. Grief is not the end. Grief is not the end. Oh, there's a black butterfly here. I have never seen that. What the heck is that? Is that even a thing, a black butterfly? Hmm, suspicious. Okay. Grief is not the end. Grief is only a stepping stone to what's beyond the energy that needs to be transmuted, which is grief. That was very coded because that was a channeled message. So take that out of the lines. Allow yourself to be grieving. Allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. Allow yourself to be mad, to be upset. Allow yourself to be in victim mentality, but don't sit there. Don't stay there. You know, there's a thing in the um, in the cosmos that said, you know, when we astral project, there's a reason why our bodies have to come back. There's a reason why we have to make sure we're safe and stuff. Because if we spend too much time in in a reality that's not ours, we adopt that reality. Just like if our souls travel to the underworld, we have to be filled with so much light because all those beings there are filled with darkness and they are not ready to step into the light. So if but if we are not within our light, we are going to become that darkness. We are going to become the hell within ourselves. So if you are allowing yourself to be in victim mentality, to be in depression, to be grieving, all these things, yes, that is okay. But don't adopt those as your frequency. They're visitors. That emotion, it's visiting. It is not your permanent state. And I can truly sit here and tell you that it's truly not. The mere fact that our brain and those voices in our head make us and try and literally get us to believe that it is our permanent state is so that they can keep on feeding on those lower energies because we are nothing to them if not gods and light and beautiful illuminated beings which literally poses a threat to the darkness we are nothing to them except a threat if we are not operating within our light when we are in darkness they win so grieve everything you're feeling is valid be depressed be upset be mad at the world. Let that irrational, your inner child speak out. Throw a fucking tantrum. Holy crap. That's one of the things that I've learned that actually my soul needs to do is throw tantrums. Even if it's just by myself. I just throw a tantrum because sometimes your soul needs to. You throw a tantrum and you're like, okay, we're good. <laughs> 
like you scream, you go outside, you punch the grass, you do whatever you need to do. Let your kid speak out. Let your kid be frantic. Freak out with rationality, right? <laughs> Let all those things come up. And then transmute it to the light. Because nothing is a permanent state unless we adopt it. So why not adopt loved? Why not adopt light? Why not adopt abundance and focusing on the brighter side of things into our lives instead of adopting hate, fear, depression, and all these low vibrational energies, okay? I hope that this share helped you guys understand either a little bit more about myself, um, but also about yourself because everything is a projection. <laughs> so if you're understanding a little bit more about myself, you're also understanding a little bit more about yourself too because we're mirrors of each other, right? Um, I hope this shared helped you kind of understand what grief kind of sounds like, feels like, the process. I hope this share also helped you if needed allow you to feel that everything you're feeling is okay i hope this share um allowed you to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel and i know everybody says that but it's truly hard to believe when you're in that state so i truly hope actually i don't hope i know this share will show you and just do just that so thank you um thank you guys for being here thank you guys for sharing your energy with me Thank you for listening. Thank you for being aware and present and allowing me to be vulnerable and holding space. Thank you for loving me. I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Um, you can follow me on at the Shamama Colleen on all my platforms. So TikTok, Instagram. Um, yeah. And then if you are looking for any tarot services, healing services, coaching services, the link to that will be in the podcast bio. Or if you just follow me on Instagram, my link tree is there as well. If you need to shop for some crystals, The Spiritual Baddies on Etsy or our TikTok is The Spiritual Baddies and the link to that is also in my link tree. So yeah, that is all I have for you guys for today. Thank you guys for tuning into the Shamama Way podcast. I will catch you guys on the next year. Bye. I'm sending you guys an amount of amazing positive vibes, but it's amount of light and so much love. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>